You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Find out what Arkimoto is talking about. Our friends Zach and Jesse from the Now You Know YouTube channel turned us on to a really clever approach for firefighting. I'm Zach. And I'm Jesse. You're watching In Depth on Now You Know. Um, what are you doing now? Starting an origami company? Well, kinda. Um, no, I'm trying to figure out how to make the different panels work for the Cybertruck. Elon and Franz have already designed the Cybertruck. No, the Cybertruck. It's gonna be even better than the Cybertruck. Do you even know anything about geometry? Geometry? Why do I need to know about geometry? Because the whole exoskeleton is made up of a bunch of geometric shapes, so maybe you should go to Brilliant, our show sponsor, and take a course or two. Yes, Brilliant has geometry fundamentals and beautiful geometry. That's just what I need. Yeah, in addition to Brilliant's fantastic courses, they have these daily challenges that really stimulate your brain. This is why I love Brilliant. With Brilliant's interactive problems and hints, you're actually learning at your pace in a way that sticks in your brain. Yeah, I love how Brilliant brings subjects to life. There's so much to learn. I'm going to start a daily challenge right now. Brilliant teaches over 60 different courses in really easy to understand ways. Over 10 million people have learned from Brilliant. Zybertruck, Zybertruck, I'm going to design a Zybertruck. Yeah, maybe work on Zybertruck after we have to start the show. To support our channel and learn more about Brilliant, go to brilliant.org slash now you know and sign up for free. And also the first 200 people that go to that link will get 20% off the annual premium subscription. Um, we have to start Zabitra. the show. Let's Zabitra. go. Come on. All right. Well, we're here with the, one of our favorite presidents, uh, president of Arkimoto, Mark Fraunmeyer. He just had a really exciting presentation the other day on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. um, and I, the first thing I want to jump in, into, there's a lot of things I want to talk about. But the very first thing I want to jump into is Project Smoke Jumper. Yeah, and so this Smoke Jumper concept kind of came about because we were thinking about, I mean, our experiences with the Arkimoto. We were riding around New York City with Mark, and it's so nimble. We're able to squeeze in between traffic and kind of got us thinking, 
what if this could get to something that you need to get to very quickly? Right. I mean, if you can deliver deliveries fast, why not deliver water fast? And obviously, the sooner you get to a fire, the better chance you have of putting it out before it spreads. And, uh, you know, the cavalry is coming. But if you can knock down that fire just a little bit, you could save lives. You could save property. You know, we've got a, a very small footprint vehicle, so uh, we can't carry 300 gallons of water 2,100 pounds on the Arkhamoto, but if we could uh, have that equivalent firefighting capability on something that could get there much faster, make its way through, uh, you know, narrow streets or through uh, densely occluded areas outside, that would be a huge win. What you guys kicked off has evolved into really a multi-company partnership approach to fighting fires. It's super cool. Interesting, because, I mean, I grew up in the city and in Boston, and I remember so many times fire trucks could not drive around my neighborhood. They would get stuck making turns and they would spend minutes upon minutes of valuable time towing cars, moving cars just to get to the fire. And I can't imagine how many more buildings and lives would have been saved if our Komodos had been making that turn and just getting right to the fire. Guy jumps out, runs up the stairs with a with a hose and puts out the fire before it even turns into a big deal. And that's that's the whole notion of the the rapid responder program at, at its root is you get to the problem while it's still a small problem. Right. It's, just, it's the same thing if you're if you're rushing to get somebody first aid or administer CPR or antihistamine shot or whatever it is. Uh, the, the stitch in time saves nine. When you guys first kind of turned us on to this uh, idea, this was like right when, you know, the, the wildfires were, were at the gates of our, of our city. I mean, we were, it was, it was a hellscape. And we were just thinking, is there anything that we can do, not just, uh, you know, to, to administer first aid, but is there a way that the vehicles that we're building can be used for actual firefighting? Um, and, and I think the, the indications that we're now getting is that actually we, we might have a real, a, a very meaningful role to play uh, in that world. And particularly given what is happening now with the climate, being able to more effectively fight fires is a big deal. Because I know that with wildfires, I mean, there is that like front where the, the fire is kind of progressing through the forest, but then there's also hot embers that are raining down. And so if you have like a nice field. Oh, good. We have a field so we can, you know, maybe the forest isn't necessarily going to be burning up to the field. But if there's, you know, stuff that's going to either be falling on somebody's house or something, you could have a, sm a small fire that starts somewhere else. All the rest of the firefighters are busy dealing with that huge forest that's on fire. Being able to get to that little ember that's caught something ablaze fast and put it out, that is what's going to make a huge difference. Just as an example, one of my mom's neighbor's houses burned down in that fire from, I don't know if it was a pine cone or what, got ejected like 15 miles from the bulk of the fire to uh, the middle of Eugene and, uh, and, and literally burned the house down. And then the house, of course, was just, uh, when, when the fire truck showed up, it flooded the place with water. So you have the, the damage from the fire that gets extra time to burn because it's unwieldy to move fire trucks around. And then the conventional firefighting approach just uses a ton of water. So if you can get there faster while the fire is smaller and use a lot less fluid, it has the potential to be a win all the way around. 
And then another piece to me is cost. I mean, a town buying a fire truck, that's a big deal. That's like whole town has to get together and figure out how to pay for this multi hundred thousand dollar piece of equipment. I imagine that when we get to smoke jumper, we're talking a way less expensive piece of equipment that can basically be a force multiplier for that firefighting department. Absolutely. I mean, a fire truck can be upwards of a million bucks, but you could have a whole fleet of small footprint vehicles that are able to respond to, you know, particularly when you think about these embers that are launching 10 miles out. And, and this was one of the things that was super cool about the team that, that we've become a part of. It, you know, one of them is using drones and IR cameras to de- detect the fire, like right when it starts. So you get a drone out there that's patrolling and figuring out, okay, there's a hot spot right there. Then you've got a rapid response vehicle that gets onto the scene as fast as possible um, and neutralizes that fire. It's a much more nimble um, kind of network-based approach to, to solving what is a seriously critical problem. And then even if we're moving away from, you know, wildfires necessarily, and we're just talking about, you know, your average American city or town, um, just being able to either have the Arkimoto, not even necessarily at a fire station, but, um, you know, because you can only have so many fire stations in town and it's always, you know, oh, you have to They're cross expensive. the, yeah, we have to cross the river and that's always, you know, the rain, you know, the railroad tracks. And sometimes there's a train in the middle of your town. If, you know, Bob, one of the volunteer firefighters has an Arkimoto at his house that he, you know, can go put the fire out, drive it back, plug it in, put the hose in the top and fill it back up and he's ready to go. Um, I mean, that's amazing. And he could get there literally minutes and minutes before the fire truck could arrive. Yeah, if you've got a, if you got a re- replenishable uh, fire suppression source that can come off a hose bib instead of a fire hydrant, that's another big advantage. Yeah, as an investor, I'm just super excited about this because I'm thinking of all the use cases. Like if you're a college campus, for instance, there's dorm fires, right? There's dumpster fires. There's things like that where you could just be taking care of all that if you had an Arkimoto with this system on it. That's our goal. And I mean, I can imagine so many other ways of, you know, uh, hey, let's put a bike path through town. You put two signs on either end and you say uh, emergency vehicles may be coming through. You have the siren, obviously, on your on your first responder uh, smoke jumper. And then it's a cut through town that you couldn't put a road in or anything like that. And it's like, whoa, we just shaved minutes off of getting to the fire while it's still, you know, in your kitchen and it doesn't go to your living room. And, you know, we're and again, you're not pumping your house full of hundreds of gallons of water. And that's one of the things that's, that has been, I think, very attractive to the emergency services folks that we've talked to is just the ability to get through densely occluded areas, whether it's public events, like you've got a stadium event or you've got bike paths or you have, uh, like you were saying, Boston. I mean, you, know, you think about the city streets in Boston, uh, they were not designed for the giant fire trucks of today. Ironically, because we didn't have a giant fire, which burned down the whole city, and then we could build a grid. How ironic. <laughs> well, hey, it's, it's, it's working so far. Let's, uh, let's keep, keep feeding you guys better tools. And then let's just go to car fires. I mean, in our town, we've got a highway that runs through it, and we're responsible for any car fires in that section of the highway. And so you send off a big truck that gets stuck in traffic on the way to that car fire. I can just imagine an Arkimoto driving down like the breakdown lane or whatever to get to that fire and puts it out minutes before before any big truck could get there. Well, and we relocated our fire station to be next to the highway on-ramp. Right. Why why did we do that? Oh, because we would always cause a traffic jam anytime there was a fire on the highway. Right. And it's just like with an Arkimoto, 
yeah, people will get out of the way, but now you don't have to have a whole fire truck right. zooming, uh, you know, downtown and making the tight turns that we have towards, you know, our common or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I can see it already. Well, I, I guess I just want to say thanks guys for, for really kind of, I think, opening our minds to this possibility. We've talked a lot about the benefit of the Arkhamoto platform for, you know, last mile delivery and getting there faster and hassle of parking and, uh, and even the, you know, administering life support to somebody with a rapid responder. But uh, you guys are the ones who first sort of said, hey, could you actually fight fires with this thing? So thank you. We hope you've been enjoying this interview so far. This is the first point where we're about to edit the interview. If you want to watch the entire interview completely unedited, you can head over to our Disruptive Investing channel. We're going to edit it down for time for the rest of this video. But if you want to watch the full thing, you can head over to that video. It should be right over there and use this timestamp to get you right back to where you are. Thank you so much, and let's continue. All right. I would be remiss if I didn't bring up the number one thing that I think uh, Arkhamoto fans write to us about. They, I'm sure they're writing to you about it, too. You brought it up at your presentation. The doors. Uh, yes. Yes, the half doors are now in production. We're, we're, we've got a, a backlog of people we actually owe doors to from our original uh, Evergreen customers, and then now we're able to actually let people configure doors for new vehicles built, and it doesn't have to be a, 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 a back-ordered thing. So getting to the point where we had doors that really had the fit and finish that we were looking for and the feel was a challenging process, um, and I'm, I'm glad we're on the other side of it. I can't let you off the hook here. A lot of people have been asking us for full doors, and I assume that's because they come from colder climates. You are in Boston, after all. Exactly. So talk to me about that. Is this more complicated than people think to get the top half right? Like, what's going on with that? So we have, and we had a number of different prototypes of full doors at the show uh, on 222 uh, last Tuesday. The way that the FUV frame is designed has made it, you know, challenging to land a really nice fully fitted surface on that frame and so that's why having some of that that soft upper enclosure is probably going to be the nearer term option just think for a minute uh how challenging doors and closures can be for any vehicle manufacturer i mean tesla with the model x i think that that their their falcon wing door set them back like i want to say 18 months to get into production with uh, obviously you know massive resources at play to get the the sort of full automotive feel and fit and finish requires a massive amount of development and tooling we are working on it it's uh, it's absolutely a high priority uh, but it's going to be a little bit of time so then you showed something at uh tuesday's event which was something that jesse and i kind of noticed um when we were driving around the arkhamoto when you come to a complete stop we were noticing that steering was a little tricky because it's you're steering two wheels, but I think you've solved it. It's the new torque vectoring system. Can you tell us a bit about that? Um, is that something that, I mean, I hear that it's coming out probably in the fall, um, but yeah, can you tell me what that solves and how it works? One of the things that kind of differentiates Arkhamoto from a lot of the other vehicles we've seen out there is that there's actually a separate motor for each of the front wheels. It's got dual motor front wheel drive. So what would normally be a differential uh, for splitting torque between the front wheels is actually software. What we've done is is a much more sophisticated system uh, that uses your you know, the torque that you're applying to the handlebars, how fast you're going, um, and and actually uses the front wheels themselves to take a lot of the steering burden uh, to the point where you can actually steer when when the torque vectoring system is engaged. You can basically use your pinky 
to steer the handlebars, just, just dry steering. So let's talk about API. Uh, it's basically your platform that you're allowing to work with other partners on. And your first big partner, it sounds like, is Faction. They have made an Arkimoto into a driverless platform. This sounds really exciting to me. Can you tell me more about it? There are a whole host of other vehicle makers, autonomous vehicle makers, uh, hobbyist students, researchers out there. And, and, and you're saying, can we provide that foundation to them to help accelerate our common cause. And that's that's ultimately what the Arkimoto Platform Initiative is all about. Um, you know, with, with Faction, they were initially thinking they were gonna go build their own three-wheeled vehicle platform and get it into production in order to build their autonomous vehicles on top of it. We were able to save them, I mean, you know, years of work, accelerate their pace um, so that they could focus on the real value add and the real business model pieces that they want to go after. We want to be a platform company, and we think we've got the right platforms for a huge swath of the mobility landscape. Well, speaking of that, I feel kind of dumb because I had an aha moment watching your presentation, which I think you've been telling us all about for a while, but it hadn't gotten through my skull. You said in 2025, we plan on having Robo Valet mass production at Ramp 2. And can you just share your vision? Because I, this is what I think. If I came and visited you in Eugene, Oregon, I'm staying at a hotel or Airbnb or something, I take out my app, and this is in 2025, of course, and I say, um, you know, I'd like an Arkimoto delivered to me. A few minutes later, it robo-valets itself to me. Jesse and I hop in, have a fun day in Eugene, driving around, going to meet you. And then when we're done, we just, I assume, kind of get out and it goes and parks itself or goes to the next customer. Is, am I envisioning that right? That's the idea. I mean, it's, it's essentially a, a, a fleet-wide smart summit. We can plan fixed routes from our depot to that hotel or have it only run on you know, certain constrained loops and, and roads within the town that are precisely mapped out within a one-block walk from... Uh, a huge chunk of the population who might be using it. It's these steps towards the full robo-taxi, but done with technology that's essentially readily available today. So you're putting safety constraints on full, a full self-driving idea where you're saying, OK, look, it's not just going to be driving any old where we're going to pick where it's going to go. We're going to pick what speed it's going to be going at and where within you know the realm of uh, a city, the city is going to kind of have an understanding of, of where these robo uh, valets are going to be driving. Um, and so they can either design that in or we'll figure that all out. Instead of it just being like, they could be anywhere. Whoa, it's a robo something. Robo taxi has got to get all the way to the finish line in order for that model to work. For robo valet, um, it, it can work with technology that we've got available now. It's, you know, it's, it's a combination of teleoperation and autonomous driving uh, on fixed routes. That can work today. Uh, all that being said, our goal is to provide the right platforms for autonomy and driverless. We are not presently developing RoboValet, although if you look at what like Faction is doing, their, their autonomous delivery system could easily be purposed to be a RoboValet system as well. But think about, think about an Uber, right? Like what's the cost of an Uber, right? It's the cost of the vehicle plus the cost of getting the vehicle to you plus the cost of taking you where you want to go. In terms of taking cost out of that rideshare model, 
And if you take cost out of the rideshare model, you open it up to wider and wider and wider audiences of people who can take advantage of it. Now, I think uh, you're super excited to talk about this. So are we, uh, the MLM, the Mean Lean Machine. Mean Lean Machine, the ultimate multi-level marketing program. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's like, don't you know that MLM's a multi-level market? I'm like, yeah. All of our customers are going to be selling the heck out of these things. We love e-bikes. We have a whole channel where we review them. We love them to death. What is the advantage of the third wheel on an e-bike? The real genius of what Bob Mile came up with at Tilting Motorworks is a three-wheeler that feels like a two-wheeler. So it's got that same you know, nimble ride, the ability to lean, that just that really the kind of fly the road of, of the two-wheeler that motorcyclists absolutely love. Um, but with much more stability, much better traction. You know, the, the challenge with a, with a motorcycle, motorbike, e-bike is, you know, you hit a patch of gravel, you hit some, some grease on the road, you hit a railroad rail, and you can crash the bike and have debilitating or, or worse injuries. Having a third wheel makes a huge difference in terms of basic stability uh, of, of the vehicle platform. I mean, it's the difference between a Arkimoto FUV and a typical bike. I mean, I think the MLM will compete at in that kind of premium e-bike category. Um, but I, mostly, what I see it as is it's offering a lot of a lot of feature, a lot more features to get people out of larger vehicles. Right? People would say, "Well, I would ride a bike, but I won't because X. I get grease on my leg, and I like to wear nice clothes." We're already seeing that e-bikes, the e-bike adoption has just gone up like a hockey stick, and people who have e-bikes ride them way more than people who have conventional bikes. But we think there's a lot more room on the sort of the top end of that experience that ultimately acts as a disruptor for much larger vehicles, which is just core to our mission. That was a lot of fun hanging out with Mark. I love talking to him about Arkimoto and all the things they're working on. I cannot wait. Uh, by the way, to get on to the MLM um, and check that out, because I think it is going to be just like when we experienced e-bikes for the first time. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure of that, but I I have a feeling and I'm hoping that we might be one of the first to bring it to you on YouTube. Um, just maybe, Mark, maybe. So if you haven't subscribed, that's another reason to subscribe to this channel. Uh, that helps us out a lot. And don't forget to hit the notification button. That'll also let you know when new videos come out. Also, don't forget what you just watched was the edited version of this interview. If you want to watch the whole interview and hear everything that Mark said, you can head over to our Disruptive Investing channel and watch the whole thing. And one more thing, if you want to see what we really think about Arkimoto right now, head on over to Patreon, where we're going to have an Investor Club bonus story where we talk about our thoughts about the company. We'll see you there. Now you know. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.